Hello, and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. Wait, are we not? No tiny voice? No mouse man no. tiny voice. Wow. Ooh, okay. I did a couple adjustments on the mic there. I uh, took off uh, audio or echo cancellation and audio or automatically adjust mic. So hopefully that helped. Perfect. Great. Okay. Hello, and welcome to the weekend spread presented by DraftKings and the Pigskin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Bobby Howard, with me today. As always, we got Jameson, Ty, and the captain, Boaten Blake. We are back after a uh, – we, we, we recovered a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 at least I recovered a little bit. It, I, I can't be braggy. I'm still, like, kind of in the lead. But, you know, I, I, I've learned to humble myself after uh, stunting too much after week two. But, um, yeah, we, we had a, a slightly better week, guys. Um, Ty, how'd, how'd you feel about how'd you feel about your week? Not good. Again, it's just I don't even know what is uh, going on in college football right now. It's pretty crazy. So that uh, that Clemson wild card pick, ooh, that was a uh, that was rough. Yeah, that we went we went opposed on that. Uh, I had uh, North Carolina State as one of my scrappy dogs of the week. Um, but yeah, no, in general, just just tough week for Ty. Uh, Jameson had a pretty like all right week. Blake had a up and down week. And uh, Blake, I got to ask, what was up with your frogs? Same thing <laughs> during the cow game, just different results. Our defenses, they're they suck this year. That's the best way to describe it. The one thing Gary Patterson is supposedly good at is defense, and he can't even field a competent one. We're getting beat over the top. We're getting beat over the run. We're doing nothing right right now. And I know a lot of people were blaming Duggan and kind of some of his accuracy issues. He's not been very good, but when you let SMU score 40-plus points in your home at your home field, that's unacceptable, especially coming from a guy, Gary Patterson, who – supposedly knows defense very well and was supposed to be able to fix a lot of these issues and hasn't been able to. So it's been, I like the hope I hope is gone. Like the problem is this year has just been so crazy with college football that you could lose once and still go on a little run. We've seen it with Texas so far, got crushed by Arkansas and now looks and bounced back last week. So part of me just kind of hopes we lose this week and just takes me out of the T takes me off the TCU this year. Like I'm tired of the hope. The hope is what kills you. It's the hope. And, and <laughs> what's going to happen somehow is they're going to beat Texas and you'll be right back in the game. I know. And then we're going to like lose to like third string K state. Like, oh, of course or something like that. So well, Howard's going to like beat you despite going like four for uh, 87 you know that sort of stuff, Jameson. How are you feeling about your pick so far? Uh, pretty, pretty wild week in college football. But you know, you, you picked SMU. We're all you zigged where all of us sagged. Uh, you know, re- really, really, the only misstep was uh, your wild card of UNC. Yeah, I was proud how I started the day. I started off the day like three or four and zero. Um, I thought I was moving in the right direction. Then everything did not hit for the rest of the day. It was tough. Um, I don't know why I went back to the well and against Scrappy Dogs, Georgia Tech. Um, that, that was a bad decision. I, I, we saw North Carolina is really missing their running backs and their wide receivers that they lost last year. And Sam Howe does not look like a weapon at all. Um, is there a quarterback really other than Bryce Young that anyone is confident in in college football this year? I understand you said Carson Strong, Blake, but you know the way he performed versus um, K-State wasn't enough. If you're a top first-round quarterback, you don't play like that. you got to play up a little bit higher versus a mid-tier team. 
Oh, you're forgetting about my guy, Matt but, Coral. Uh, I love. Well, well, your guy. If you go back to the preseason pod, who put him as the Heisman dark horse? Fair enough. Fair enough. Yep. Our our guy, Matt Coral. We're all Coral. We're all men of the Coral here. Uh, okay. Oh, it's- stop! No, you made man of the bean, and that killed it. So mm-hmm. don't oh, no. say that. No, no, no. Especially no, no. Before okay. Alabama. We're not men of anything. We're, we're a part of the Coral crew, then. Okay. <laughs> let, let's get this thing started the way we always do with a random Wisconsin game. Uh, oh, this is in our slate. Ah, oh, God. Rats. I was gonna pick this one. Well, there goes Jameson's <laughs> wild card. <laughs> that the the Wisconsin oh, Badgers have slunk back into the slate like a like a barfly who keeps getting kicked out of Logies. Uh, they they have returned um, and they face the Michigan Wolverines at Camp Randall, favored by two and a half. Uh, this line has gone from a pick'em to a Badgers two and a half spread. Uh, all lines courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. By the way, sign up with promo code TPPN. That's promo code TPPN. Um, but Michigan, I they they stop me if I've if you've heard this before. They've had a good start to the season, but you know everything's looking good, and now they're playing Wisconsin. This is usually where things go downhill. Um, but the question is, you know, is this is this going to be history repeating itself, or can Wisconsin, uh, the team with zero offense, um, you know? actually do anything so ty uh you finish you're, you're currently last in the standings uh with 17 or sorry uh yeah 17 wins 25 losses i'll let you start it off here um who do you got wolverines badgers yeah, let me let me let me key you guys in on uh one of the keys here with with michigan specifically and uh it's the fact that as usual michigan ain't played nobody they haven't played nobody yet. They played WMU. I, I think Washington something. Western Michigan. Washington, NIU, which I thought was like the thing where players could get paid, but apparently it's also a university. <laughs> and then Rutgers, uh, which is where people in in New Jersey go to college. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't. It's just, but we've seen disappointing things from this Wisconsin team. So just to keep it short, because I have no actual analysis here, and I can tell that Blake has got some real analysis just boiling. Uh, I'm going to take Michigan here. Um, they haven't played nobody, but they can put up points. So There you go. Wolverines. Uh, Jameson, your, your, t- your take on this game. You faded the Badgers last time out. Are you going to fade them again? Yeah. Um, I don't like what I see from Wisconsin. I don't think their offense is that competent. Um, cold take at the beginning of the season. I thought Graham Mertz was going to be somewhat of a competent quarterback. That was a bad take. I would just come out and expose myself for that. You know, Cade McNamara for Michigan is played decent this season. I understand versus like not that good competition. Um, but it looks like Michigan has somewhat of, you know, a competent team around them. And if you're giving me as an underdog and I understand they're going to Wisconsin and that is a completely different ball game there. But if you guys watch the Notre Dame Wisconsin game, I don't know how you come out with anything positive from that game. I, I like Michigan here. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, this would be a big win for Jim Harbaugh for sure. Uh, Blake, you look like you have some analysis here. Your, your, your head's zooming around. What do you, what, what, what do you think? All y'all are wrong. Wisconsin <laughs> Wisconsin got this in the bag. Y'all keep on talking about the Notre Dame game, and I understand because Graham Mertz, bad, bad. They have a Graham Mertz problem in Wisconsin. But 
Y'all are ignoring first Michigan Rutgers. That game was actually a close game. They won by seven. Michigan let Rutgers back in in that second half, and it was because Rutgers, they stopped the run. They held them to only, it was, what is it, 33 yards in the second half. 33 yards for Michigan. That's not a competent offense whatsoever. I know that Caden McNamara was beating up Western Michigan, Northern Illinois, some of those smaller schools, but they were doing absolutely nothing in that second half and allowed Rutgers to come back. And look, Wisconsin, if you take out Graham Mertz, their defense is still really solid. They're top five in rushing, uh, stopping the run in America. That's what Michigan has relied on. That's what Rutgers, the way they got back in the game, was stop the run, make Caden McNamara throw. If they do that, it's going to put him in a horrible situation. And the last stat i got to give you, in 20 years, Michigan has not beaten Wisconsin in Madison. I don't think it's going to happen now. I don't see this Michigan team being that much better. Give me Wisconsin. I will say this before we move on to Bobby. Um, Rutgers, yeah, you say like, oh, they they let Rutgers back in the game. They only won by seven. But this Rutgers with Greg Schiano is a completely different breed of Rutgers that we used to know from the years past. Like, you know, I understand. Yeah, they, the- they start off the year pretty well with a pretty convincing win versus Temple. Um, that I understand Temple isn't the best team, but whenever you put up 61 points – on them, like this is not your old record. Because Temple with their third string quarterback, and like the thing about but that, that's is, not. But they, they, have, they, they, have, they have more fight. But if you, yeah, but if you have more, they you're saying they have more fight. But if you look at all the analytical categories, they're still very bottom tier, especially when it comes to offense. Like, but it's it's not like the Kansas. It's not like the Kansas of the East Coast though anymore. Yeah, like, but no. Michigan was favored by 21 points last weekend. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just Michigan saying Rutgers is d- different nowadays. I, they I, are different, but they're still bad. They're like they're still bad, fit, which which is fair. And you know, I'll just I'll, I have a quick analysis on mine, and you know, it's it's plain and simple to me. This line looked weird to me. Wisconsin minus two and a half after last week and Penn State. Uh, it, I don't know. It, I, I smelled a rat here. Uh, but here's the thing: when you smell a rat like this, you know Vegas. They, they, they know something. They know something with this Wisconsin minus two and a half line. So, ergo, I'm going with the Badgers. Uh, this is just this – just, this is too tricky to not go with. So, give me, give me Wisconsin here. Sorry, I will stop touching my mic, by the way. <laughs> I, I, I had a loose knob, and I was, I was trying to fix it. Um, move on. We're moving on. Ole Miss, number 12, at Alabama, number one. The Tide favored by 14 and a half. There's that line again. Uh, this is tricky. This is tricky, but I, you know what? Um, I was mentioning earlier before we dove into picks. I don't know. I'm getting that feeling with uh, with Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss again. Uh, and Matt Coral, they, they, their, their offense has been very, very sharp so far. Um, I get that Alabama is a tall task, especially in Tuscaloosa. But uh, I, don't, I don't know, getting, getting some old-time-timey, you know, uh, Chad Kelly vibes out of my guy. And uh, I, I think Ole Miss can cover. I think they have enough firepower in the tank to keep this one close. Uh, Alabama, as we saw, uh, their defense, is, while it was celebrated in preseason, doesn't have the same zip to it that uh, I think a lot of people thought. I, I, think, um, I think that Florida game exposes them a bit. I, they're not as bad as people think. Uh, I, I don't think Ole Miss is going to win this one straight up, but I think they cover 14 and a half and, uh, I don't know, get to get the Bama message boards fired up for sure. Blake? Yeah, I'm with you here, Bobby, and I don't, like, this is going to be an awesome game to watch, not an awesome game to bet. Like, I don't want anything to do with this, just when Alabama, like, Bobby's right, they've looked horribly, 
like undisciplined compared to Alabama standards. They allowed 440 yards to Emory Jones, who I think is an eh quarterback that like really didn't present that much in the past game. They've had 40, I think it's uh, 35 penalties through the first four games of the season, which is like bottom in the bottom 100s of the uh, NCAA, like FBS. Like this Alabama team's weird. They're not disciplined. They're not very good on defense. And 14 and a half is just too many points. Matt Corral, I think, tries to go for a Heisman moment here. And I just think it has backdoor cover potential. Like I just don't, I don't really see Ole Miss. I think everybody's going to, be trendy on Ole Miss winning and stuff like that, which that's why I hate this pick because I feel like everybody's going to take this line, but I'll just take Ole Miss just because I just want to root against Bama. It's too tasty. It's too tasty. Yeah. We need we, Ole Miss needed to like lose a inexplicable game at some point this season to make it really, really like a sneaky good pick. But, uh, you know, it go, as it goes, uh, Jameson, your thoughts on uh, Ole Miss and the Tide. Wrong. It is definitely wrong. <laughs> um, I'm going with Alabama, and here's why. Um, I think that um, the Florida um, game left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth, and it's and it's shift, I'm shifting this line towards Ole Miss. If you want to talk about Ole Miss, um, and are we saying is Tulane a legitimate team this year, or is OU just play down to everybody they play against? Um, other than that, you know, Ole Miss plays Austin P, and then Birds with Teeth. And um, other than doing <laughs> birth with teeth, Louisville, who is also an embarrassment of a team, um, you know, uh, but they're decent. Uh, I just not, I, I love Ole Miss. I talked about them in the preseason. I liked Corral. I, I like Jerry and Ely. Their running back is another guy that has flashed in the games I've watched. Um, yeah. He still hasn't put up too many stats, but I just like the way he plays. Um, but I just think that Alabama at home is just a bounce back game and just has too much talent. I understand there's some undisciplined play and a little bit of worry around the linebacking crew. Um, but, and that is definitely concerning versus a mobile quarterback who can run Matt Corral. Um, but I wouldn't be betting this one. I wouldn't feel confident in it, but I'm going to go Alabama. I mean, I, I don't think it's ever a bad idea to bet with the tide for sure. Uh, Ty, you, as, as a former Mississippi resident yourself, I don't know. How do you, how do you feel about the uh, Rebels against uh, Alabama? Yeah, let me tell you guys uh, the big key here uh, with like Blake's analysis and, and your analysis uh, especially. Um, I understand the whole Matt Corral thing. Is uh, anybody can you know he's got some hype. He's, he's had a good year. We'll see if he he matches that. I understand that Bama has lost a step. They're not what we think of of Bama, but they're undoubtedly the best team in college football this year. You know, the fact that you can point to them and be like, oh, yeah, look, they had some some undisciplined penalties. Those penalties would have been normal for any things to shoot for for any other team. Um, and I understand they had a disappointing game against Florida, but here's the difference. Florida, I think, is a very legitimate team this year, and Florida is very well coached. Dan Mullen, I think, gets a ton of credit. But to truly understand, like, this guy took Mississippi State when he took over in 2009 from being just nothing to clawing them. He was great at recruiting at Mississippi State. He clawed them up to a top-two team at one point uh, in the nation. He very much developed um, – oh, now I've drawn a blank and it's totally kill- – the current Cowboys quarterback. Dak Prescott. <laughs> yes. Oh, no. Dak Prescott. Oh, oh, oh. Ty, you're, Ty, you're a Cowboys fan. 
I know, yeah. Only when they're good. Oh my god. Only when they're good. Anyways, I'm and I'm going on too much about Dan Mullen. He's a very good coach of the Urban Meyer coaching tree. That is the difference here. Ole Miss does not have a very good coach. Ole Miss has a coach that's been riding on hype for since he's been fired for not living up to hype. That somehow built his hype even more. And he went and coached as an assistant under Nick Saban. Nick Saban doesn't teach all of his tricks. I think this line is right where it needs to be, but it's not ridiculous. I will very easily take Bama here, and I think we're about to see this team start to recover. That, that was a lot. Honestly, you, you recovered from the Dak Prescott thing with one of the more uh, apt descriptions of Lane Kiffin that I've ever heard of uh, <laughs> failing upwards. It's very funny. Uh, by the way, 10-year ten, ten anniversary of him having Steven Goskowski kick a 76-yard field goal was uh, today. <laughs> so he got I'm, fired like two days later. <laughs> he, he got fired two days later, yes. It, what, what a moment that was. Okay, moving on. Number seven, Cincinnati at Notre Dame. The Bearcats favored by two and a half. And I, I feel like Notre Dame's popped up here a lot. And I feel like, um, I don't know, I, I feel like I, I keep trying to fade the Irish. But here we are. Another opportunity. Another game they've, they've scooted by with Wisconsin. Um, Ty, do you think the Irish get a big time win against the Bearcats at home? Very much so. I've been I've been picking with Notre Dame all season uh, and it hasn't let me down once. I feel like I've only done it once though. Now just off the top of my head, but yeah, I think I think that this is another. Um, I don't want to say it's easy, but I think that Notre Dame is going to win this one outright. So I will gladly take Notre Dame plus two and a half here. Uh, I think they're a better team when you look at just individual player skills which matters a lot in college regardless of development i think they're better coached i think they had some stumbles uh but i think that they can pull it together and and knock this one out for sure i I do want to say because i feel like a lot of people forget that wisconsin game was a lot closer that that notre dame wisconsin game was very much uh a lot closer than the final score indicates wisconsin in like the last five minutes just absolutely uh, shit the bed. <laughs> it, it was a really beautiful implosion. It was hilarious. I, I think Notre Dame had some like 56 yards of offense in that, like that, that accounted for a good 30 points. It was, it was some really dumb shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jameson, your thoughts. This is a tough one. I I'm really struggling with this one. And um, Jack Cohn is listed as the starter for this game coming back from whatever injury he did have. Um, so that's optimistic. I, I understand the backup and Pine looked pretty decent um, throwing the ball. Um, but, you know, it's helpful to have a veteran quarterback that's been there and looks more comfortable back there rather than Pine who looks very nervous every single time he touched it. Uh, and Cincinnati is a really good team. I, I just got to just pick Notre Dame because they're at home. That's the only reason I'm picking this. There's not a good analysis for me. I'm just picking Notre Dame at home. That's fair enough. It's uh, hard to go against a home dog. Uh, Blake, who do you got? Yeah, so I think there's kind of a theme this week that this is going to be an awesome slate to watch, but a horrible slate to bet. Because I think just kind of some of the results this year could be a little bit misleading and stuff like that. And that's why I kind of had, I think, a lot of issues, like, besides Ty, because Ty's kind of been riding them, but kind of with Jameson. But I come with the opposite results. I, I come out with Cincinnati, and uh, Ty mentioned it. This That Wisconsin game was a lot closer, and it really took – 
a a Graham Mertz implosion of a century in order for Notre Dame to really blow away with that. And like looking at uh, looking at it even more, they had eleven penalties that game. This Notre Dame team is still not disciplined. They had a three net rushing yards. That's how much pressure and sacks they take in the backfield. This offensive line is really, really bad. And the one bright thing I like about Cincinnati, which even on the road, is they have a top twenty-five. Uh, they have a top twenty offense, top twenty defense. They got good corners. They're a really well-rounded team. I just haven't seen anything from Notre Dame offensively to give me anything to be excited about. They can't. They can't run the ball. They can't give Jack Cohen enough time to really throw the ball well. So the only hesitancy, like this, would be a blowaway pick if it wasn't this. But Cincinnati has gotten off really slow in just about every game they played this year. Versus Murray State, they did it. Versus Indiana, they did it. So I think this game is going to be really close, but I just got to take Cincinnati out of principle just because I think they have the better offensive-defensive units. It's just I hope they travel and get off to a fast start. Yeah, I, I mean, this is going to be just an absolutely great game. I, I cannot wait to watch it for sure. It's uh, going to be uh, one of probably maybe even a game of the year uh, because Cincinnati wow. – not the game of the year, but one of the games of the year because Cincinnati <laughs> is in a position where they are playing – if they win this game, they might they might have a playoff run in them. Uh, and when I look at when I look at the Bearcats, I see a team who has won a game on the road um, in a Big Ten environment, uh, who gets the offense going eventually, and is very rested. They took they had a bye week while they while Notre Dame was out here grinding it out with Wisconsin at Soldier Field. Uh, Cincinnati was hanging out, you know getting relaxed, watching tape, you know, watching, uh, you know, Graham Mertz get turned into a, you know, t- a, a tuna can, you know, just smashed up. Like, uh, so that's, that's my thing. Since he's going to be well-rested, fired up, ready to go. Um, and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if the Irish are going to have that energy um, because they've already played this. They've already played bigger games in this, this season. Uh, so, since he, I think, I think is going to have a little bit of an edge to him, a lot, little bit of energy, and I think they get this win. Um, but it's going to be close. I don't. I, I fully agree with what Blake said. This is a great slate to watch. Horrible to pick, but I, I think the Bearcats just have too many advantages. So, moving on to another just absolute incredible game, top ten matchup. The number eight Arkansas Razorbacks travel between the hedges to number two, Georgia, who has looked absolutely just dominant so far. And the, the line seems to reflect that. The, the, the Bulldogs favored by 18 and a half. Uh, this line has actually gone up from 18 uh, as we are recording on Tuesday. So, look, I love Arkansas. I've been picking with them the, this, whole, this whole ride. I've, I've gone against the grain twice with the Hogs. They have not let me down yet. Um, and it, I, I, I gotta say, I gotta let it ride. I'm gonna put my money back Ooh, on red. He thought about it. I, I, I did because because here's the thing. I think Georgia's the best team in the country right now. I really do. Um, and Arkansas, you know that that, that injury, uh, really, really, they 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 should have blew blown out a And M if it was not for that injury. Um, but I think there's enough in the tank. There's enough energy. There's enough. Um, there's enough quality Arkansas in that Arkansas locker room uh, that I think they'll be able to keep it close against Georgia uh, and cover the 18 and a half against the Dogs. I do not think they win. 
uh, but I can see a backdoor cover here. So give me Arkansas plus eighteen and a half. You just got you, you gotta you you gotta ro- roll with the hog that got you here. So I I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. Blake, who do you got? Arkansas, Georgia. So this is like the one game I have absolutely zero analysis for. I don't I. I when I saw this line, I was like, "What the heck?" Like, I know Georgia's been rolling teams, but eighteen and a half, and so it just like I'm stuck between this position. I'm like, Arkansas has been good. They've been beating like I think A and M, whatever flack they get, they're I think they're still a solid defensive team. It's still a good team. Texas, I think after last week, has proven they're not bottom of the barrel. They're actually a pretty decent team. And so I'm like, I see Arkansas with these two actually pretty decent wins. Georgia's been whooping up on everybody. They had a close one with Clemson, but who knows where Clemson's at right now? We don't know what the heck. Like, I don't even know how to gauge that win. And it's just like it puts me in the weirdest spot with 18 and a half. That's a lot of points. I'm just going to trust Vegas. This is a weird, funky line. Just give me 18 and a half with Georgia. The people that I like to listen to for college football are really high on Georgia in this offense. And just hearing the stuff out of their – like hearing stuff out of from their team saying how difficult practices are and how it's really been training them this year to take the next step. I just I'm gonna go with Georgia. I hate this game. This is this is the worst line to pick at the I think because you're gonna feel like an idiot either way. If Georgia comes out and just blows Arkansas out of the water, you're gonna feel an idiot for not backing the good offense. If you take the cover and Georgia they keep it close or Arkansas wins you're like well like I saw two games where Arkansas has performed outstandingly I hate this I hate this but just give me Georgia yeah this is this is a weekend where you really start to understand these teams uh where you really separate the wheat from the chafe uh and I I feel like this is one of these games for sure uh Jameson who do you got yeah so is the injury you're talking about KJ Jefferson their quarterback yeah you got a little bit banged up I don't know if he'll be available um, I just, I just do know that he was banged up against AM. Yeah, um, I'm trying to figure out if he's playing or not. Um, seems like there's nothing for sure. Uh, the press conference really didn't allude too much to it, and that worries me for sure. Um, Texas A&M beating them was big, but Texas A&M kind of has looked pretty shaky since they lost their quarterback to injury as well. Um, and yeah, they played New Mexico the week before that. Um, that lost to Arkansas and beat them 34 to zero. But if you recall that game versus Colorado, that was miserable. Their offense looked extinct. And there's a reason they put up 10 points. Um, whenever your offense is that extinct, that plays to Arkansas's offense where they can put up more points on the board. I'm going to go Georgia here. Um, I'm just worried about that injury to the quarterback and obviously um, overhyping the A&M win. Cause is A&M really that good after they lost um, heinous King? I don't know. Fair enough. The, the best part about this injury report is I looked it up and Pittman said he just says he's sore. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that is a football that guy. That He'll is a play. football if guy he, right there. If, he if goes, he's just Trey sore, Lincoln. he's playing. He's sore. That's <laughs> that's a, that sounds like some Bob Soups would say, like like a day before we uh realized the guy had to like have an, you know, his leg amputated or something. I don't know. Anyways, Ty, who do you got? Yeah, this one, uh, this one is rough. I, I think this one is is probably far more so than the the Cincy Notre Dame game. This is one that I think is going to create a excellent game to watch. Uh, but with this line, I, I really don't know. I feel like Arkansas maybe is, is the smart pick because Arkansas has looked very impressive, and I do feel like eighteen and a half is just 
a little ridiculous. Uh, much like you guys talked about this, this Georgia team, you know, has that 10 to three win over uh, Clemson, but yeah, Clemson, you know, just barely in the top 25 at this point. And probably the only reason they are ranked uh, at this point is still just previous hype. Uh, I think if they didn't have that hype, they wouldn't even be ranked right now. So that's hard to see because outside of that Clemson win, you know, we haven't really seen, we've seen impressive stuff from Georgia, but against the UAB against, you know, South Carolina, no disrespect to South Carolina, but then, and then again against Vandy. So yeah, they've put up numbers, but Arkansas is by far, uh, you know, a very different team than, than the ones they faced. I, I think even more so than Clemson now we've seen. So I think Arkansas has a ton of hype coming into this. Uh, they've just been upsetting teams all year. You know, I doubted them uh, against Texas and against Texas A&M. Um, and, you know, what? I'll probably get fooled a, a third time here, but I'm going to go ahead and, and take Georgia just because I feel like Georgia – very much has the potential to live up to the hype. I, I really feel like Arkansas is going to have a big implosion moment uh, this season. There, I, I very much see them as a, uh, at this point, you know, I've, I've doubted them and doubted them and doubted them, but I see them as like a March Madness Cinderella story. And uh, here we are, you know, on their fifth game. And, uh, you know, they've they've done great in sort of the first third of the season. And, and now I think that the House of Cards might fall because uh, Arkansas has – a uh, not an easy schedule coming up here with like, Georgia. Obviously, they immediately go play Ole Miss, which I think that they do have the potential to lose. Auburn, they could lose that one. Uh, Mississippi State, LSU, Bama, who knows with all of those. So I'm going to go ahead and, and take Georgia here because I feel like this could be a legitimate uh, Georgia year for everything, and I feel like Arkansas is, is just waiting on their implosion moment. Yeah, this yeah. This does kind of feel like the moment in one shining moment where, uh, you know, Murray State, you know, gets bounced out of the Sweet 16 or something. You know, I, I see where you're coming from. But hopefully they live on just one more game for my sake. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week four with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off another action-packed week, DraftKings is giving new customers $150 instantly when they bet $1 on any football game. Listen up because you don't want to miss this. Head to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and place a bet of $1 on any week for game to receive $150 in free bets instantly. And if Sportsbook is not yet available in your state, like Oklahoma... DraftKings still has huge prizes up for grabs all season long with their daily fantasy contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with the first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TPPN to receive $150 in free bets when you place a $1 bet on any football game. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. For older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restrictions apply, see DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana at 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
let's move on to Big 12 play. And we have uh, Kansas at Iowa State. Cyclones favored by 34. Um, look, guys, I'm just going to be honest. I don't want to bet this game at all. So what do you say we just change it up and go sad Husky no! at Vanderbilt? No! Vandy minus 14 and a half. I was about to roast the crap out of you because of the fact that you're keeping that game on the slate. Stole my thunder. That was my wild card pick. You... Damn I... it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, I'm y'all. In... I gotta go back in the lab now. Back hey, in the lab, bro. Look, that's, that's why, you, that's why you, you never know what to expect from the podcast, Czar. So we have the Sad Huskies at Vanderbilt. Uh, Commodores favored by 14 and a half. This might be the saddest game in college football. We, we've seen some really bad, sloppy matchups, but I, I, I truly do not think there's one worse than this. Vandy just get, keeps getting stomped by, you know, D2 teams. UConn uh, finally came back from the dead, fired their coach. Uh, <laughs> just rapid fire this one. Um, Ty, who do you got in uh, Sad Husky at Vandy? Vandy. Yeah, hey, I mean, come on, look at look at him. He's look at look at, look at, look at the Huskies. He's, he's having a bad time. Jameson, your take. I am so caught off guard. I did realize that Sad Husky actually put up a fight versus Wyoming last week, which was quite impressive. Kept it within two. But they were at home, and I feel like Sad Husky does not want to go to Vanderbilt. So let's give me Vandy here. Look at look at it. Hey, he looks like someone who just had some Na- Nashville hot chicken earlier in the day, and it's finally hitting him. That that level three, level four spice, and uh, he he's in uh, he is far away from his hotel room. Uh, but anyways, this like, sounded like a personal story as you said I that. Know, like, that was like really weirdly specific, specific. Bobby. He like <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm. I'm you hey. even got the levels in there too. I, I'm just saying. Okay, maybe not the specific levels, but but know. like away from his hotel room. Whom's like, among us? Whom's among us has not been on like Bourbon Street, and you know it, it, it hits you. But anyways, let's move oh, on. Okay. Let's move. <laughs> we need to move on from poop talk. Uh, Blake, this was your wild card. Yeah, uh, screw you, screw you. I was about to go on this whole rant about how we need to stop putting Bean Man on the slate. I'm tired of picking Kansas games. The Kansas games suck. I hate that I even have to pay an ounce of attention to the Kansas game, but you ruined all that, Bobby. Thank you. So I actually prepared for this pick because this was going to be my wild card pick, so it's not going to be as fast as you wanted. First, shout out to Wilson. I was going to do this for my friend Wilson, uh, his Vandy Commodores. I was going to take this game for him, but... Bobby ruined that moment for me, so thank you. So I didn't know. Why... Nope. I yes, I've been talking about it all week, Bobby, and you still didn't. Gosh. Okay. I I put it on the slate because you were excited. Yes, but put it on the slate when you send me the slate. It was going to so be a surprise. To... No, it's not a surprise because I'm not going to pick another one. But that's neither here nor there. I'll get Fair to enough. that in a second. But this is why UConn sucks. Listen to these stats: 129th in red zone efficiency, 129th in third down conversions. 119th in sacks allowed, 127th in pass yards, 123rd in rush yards, 129th in yards per play, 130th in points. This team has no pulse. I'm telling you, you can beat UConn with 11 strategically placed mid to to small size boulders out in the field because, like, I don't think UConn can score at all. Like, this team (laughs) sucks. They are so bad. Vandy is really bad, but... They beat Colorado State, which is another really, really bad team, like close to UConn bad, but still, like Vandy has somewhat of a pulse. Like they are human beings 
with some blood rushing through their body, which means they're automatically going to cover this number. This is boring because we're all choosing the same side, but give me, just give me Vandy. This, you hunting so bad. They're so bad. Yeah, I, I might have botched this one. I apologize. But yeah, Vandy minus 14 and a half. Um, like Blake said, uh, they they exist. They they breathe. So give me the Commodores. Uh, UConn is just, they're, they're, they're awful. They're awful. All right. Moving on to a pretty decent Big 12 game. Texas at TCU. Uh, UT favored by five. Now, look, I, I feel like this is an exact mirror of the last time out in Fort Worth. Um, Frogs, Texas was favored by like a a number similar to this. It might have been seven. And I believe at the time I referred to it as the lock of the century. Hammer all of your money on the horns. And and guess what happened? They freaking lost straight up. Um, This was an Ellinger year too. It was was a disaster. Um, I don't know if TCU has it in them this time though. Uh, And, you know, maybe I'm making the same mistake I did before. But after watching what that TCU run defense did against SMU, Bijan Robinson is going to absolutely murder the Frogs. So give me Texas. Horns up. Blake, your turn. Damn it, Bobby might have flipped me. Okay, so I was <laughs> like, I was all in on Texas. Like I know the stats: seven and two since joining the Big Twelve. We've just owned Texas's soul. I've seen, but I've seen how we played this year. We were really bad. We were really bad versus SMU. We were really bad versus Cal. Got saved in the Cal game. But I've seen, like, every single year we're bad. We can somehow pull it out against Texas, and I don't understand. It's like Max Duggan goes God mode. Like, our team just somehow becomes confident, and I don't understand it. I was all in on Texas. I said, literally wrote down on my sheet, I kind of hope Texas beats just, like, Put me out of my misery. I want to be a man of the car and just go to F1 in college football season for me. I'm done with it. I'm tired of my team sucking. But you know what? Bobby got me riled up saying how bad we are. And that kind of still triggers something inside me. I know we suck, but give me TCU. I'm riled up. Maybe we could do pull out the miracle one more time before y'all leave next year. Give me the frogs. Please, dear God. But, oh, God, I've got next. If we win, it's going to be so bad. I just know. My heart's going to get broken again. And I'm going to feel like we can maybe win the Big 12. Just give me the frogs. Give me the frogs. I'll worry about that later. I will worry about that frog at a later date. Give me the frogs. This was the best pick I've seen in my life. Blake. Oh, man. All right. um, Okay. So, Jameson. Let's see. You've been on Texas all season long, uh, but I want to know, uh, d- does an SEC school like Texas have a, a considerable advantage against a, uh, uh, you know, a, a group of, you know, seven team like TCU? Here's the deal. Blake has been extremely confident on many TCU picks this year, and they've gone, a lot of times they've gone wrong, uh, especially with last week. <laughs> and he was very confident versus SMU, and it was bad. Now he's not confident at TCU, but he said, screw it. I'm just going to pick TCU anyways. Does that not show you at all that Texas is the biggest lock of the week? I love this line. I love it so much. And I understand that all, everything I touch just turns to dust. And Blake is just snickering over in the corner like, thank God. He's putting all these strong superlatives <laughs> on, on Texas. But I've been with Texas for a while. They got me out of the, the garbage whenever I picked them with Rice. And, you know, I loved him last week versus Texas Tech. 
and I love him again. Um, I like you said, Bijan is going to destroy um, TCU's run defense because Ulysses Bentley the fourth is not even close to the skill level of what he's Bijan good. is. He's good. He's good. Don't. Don't but, diss Ulysses Bentley. He's decent. the fourth. I'll give him the fourth. <laughs> yeah, I like, but still, Bijan's playing like the best running back in the country. You know, like he's there's an argument to be made there for that. Um, so give me and plus and the new offense in Texas. Now they figured out their quarterback situation is just seventy points. That's enough said. Give me Texas minus five easy. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ty, your thoughts? I know you have you, you have the sticky note. Uh, uh, shifted to Texas mode. So. I do. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I will say I, I love Blake's pick because it was, a, it reminds me of every week when we get to the OU game where I tell myself all week <laughs> after, after OU plays, I tell myself up until the recording time, I'm like, I'm not going to pick OU. That would be the dumbest thing. Like they constantly just burning me. I'm not going to pick OU. And then we get to the podcast and I don't want to pick OU, and I could see it in Blake's eyes. He knew that it was a bad take. <laughs> as he got rolling, he was like, you know what, I'm riding with my team, and he was passionate about it, and I, I love that, and I'm sure we're about to see it from the three of us when we get to the OU pick here. <laughs> um, oh, no. <laughs> I really hope not. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's, really, there's really three uh, things, and, and well, I guess four things. The 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 first thing being, I don't know how this line is, is five uh, right now. I, I really don't. And I'm not trying to, you know, talk bad about TCU, but I, I understand Texas had, you know, they're surprising to us at the time loss against Arkansas. But as the season goes on, that is increasingly not that bad of a loss. Um, and they've just been offensively great in, in the rest of their games, especially now that they have their system worked out. So that's that's one thing and then um things two through um i had four things <laughs> things two through four are uh horns up on the hat and then uh left and right hand horns up so yeah give me, give me texas here i think that i would have taken texas minus 14 and a half i really don't know how this is five I honestly would have also. I would have taken it at fourteen with Texas wow. as well. Wow. Okay. Okay. I, I yeah, love. Why, why is like this? Texas. Yeah. Why is that five? I'm, because I'm, Vegas knows things. Sometimes. Because when you mm-hmm. have like, I will say I have seen this before when I'm all down in the dumps about TCU playing Texas. We've been playing bad, and then Max Duggan somehow goes God mode, which then sends me into the next season thinking Max Duggan can take the next step because I've <laughs> seen the next step, but he only takes it against one team, which is Texas, and I don't understand it. Like, would it be shocking if Max Duggan threw for 300 and ran for 200 no. next game? No, because that's what he does against <laughs> Texas, but they don't come out again a West Virginia team and throw four picks and run for 20 and throw for 50. It's like, it makes no sense. They just like, I don't get it. I don't get it. I hate this game. I love beating Texas. It makes me happy, but it makes me (laughs) sad because I see our potential and we never live up to the potential. Like, that's all I have. Like, y'all have talent. I can only think about the potential of the players there because we're not going to recruit better talent than what we have. I just don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to say this. Like, 
even if Max Duggan puts up those numbers, I just don't know if y'all can win still. The defense is what's going to have to win the game for you. And did you see anything through four quarters in that last game that shows the defense has an ounce of ability to stop no, this no, Texas no, no, offense? No. Because Max Duggan will put up 300 yards and four touchdowns and say, you know, Zach Evans runs in one or two. Um, 42 points. I think Texas can put up 50. Versus that, versus that I know defense. that, but that's, this game doesn't make sense ever. It's like, we, I come into it, we'll roll into Austin with our same defensive crap that we've been seeing, and for some reason, we'll put Sam Ellinger on his heels, like his heels are on fire the entire time, because he has no time, and I don't get it! Why can't Gary think of every team as Texas, and not just like... Not, it's not even playing down to our competition because that implies you're still keeping up with them. We're not keeping up with their talent, but we can keep up with Texas for some reason. With Texas, I don't. I don't want to, you know, cause this to turn into a, a TCU podcast, but it should help TCU recruiting that uh, last weekend they got incorporated into Dallas just based on the flag flying at TCU's field. So that's oh, true. It's not flying. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it made an attempt, and then they ripped it off. Like the, the TCU fans defended home field. They were uh, like, no, don't improve our recruiting potential. They 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 should have been real men and found uh, yeah. whatever social media uh, plebeian posted the the video with uh, Gary Patterson's song and beat him up. Um, you know, because you know what type of jerk plays a Gary Patterson song on your piece of media? But anyways, uh, that's enough about. Texas TCU. Uh, Blake, you can thank me later for moving topics. Um, <laughs> all right. We got the Texas Tech Red Raiders at West Virginia. Uh, Mountaineers favored by seven after their uh, you know pretty big, scrappy performance in Norman. Uh, and Texas Tech uh, absolutely reeling after being completely rocked by the Texas Longhorns. Um Ty, given what you saw from West Virginia last week, do you think this is going to be a pretty solid cover for them? So I, I expect to see a big dip uh, from West Virginia the rest of the year just because I think uh, I, I always say West Virginia plays OU uh, super chippy, um, always. And, and they definitely came and, and gave us their best shot. Um, so I do expect a, a drop from West Virginia, but I really haven't seen anything I, I'm impressed with. Uh, with Texas Tech, especially in in conference play, I, I know they, they sort of boat raced FIU, uh, but I think West Virginia minus seven here uh, is getting to the high end of of what I would be comfortable with easily taking West Virginia. But I think that this is a pretty clear uh, West Virginia. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Jameson, who do you got? You had a golden opportunity to talk about your boy Columbia, who came into the game versus Texas whenever they needed him bad. They were down <laughs> bad. And yes, they still lost 70 to 35, but he put up three touchdowns all in his beautiful hair. And boy, does that make me want to pick them. But in all honesty, West Virginia's defensive line, I understand that um, OU, I'm not saying like OU. Oh, you had a lot of bad moments, but West Virginia's defensive line looked very, very good. You know, the Stills brother was next to some other – their defensive tackle, I forget his name, has a cool last name. But he was really flashing whenever I rewatched the game, whenever I saw some um, – whenever I was watching it the first time. Um, I like West Virginia at home here coming back with momentum, and minus seven is my pick. Okay, nice. Uh, Blake, who do you got? I would like to give myself a pat on the back last week of being the only one that chose West Virginia. I believed in that defense, I told y'all. But uh, look, it's a new week. 
and I don't believe in West Virginia's offense that much after last game. They had every prime opportunity to beat that OU team last week, and Daigie just can't get it done. He can't get it done, and as weird as this sounds, Texas Tech getting just completely blown out makes me feel a little bit better that that's just a, a fluke. We're never going to see that again, that it was so bad that it just, like, that was an anomaly. We could just throw that out. It makes no sense. But I'm taking this opportunity to buy low on Texas Tech and sell high. West Virginia had the game of their lifetime versus OU. Still couldn't pull it off. The defense is legit. But I just have a feeling that this line is all public hype, that people are thinking West Virginia, because they played OU close, that must mean West Virginia is really, really good. And I do think West Virginia is good. I'm actually pretty high on them. But I just think... OU had a lot to deal with West Virginia staying in that game last week. And I just, I want to take this opportunity to just kind of zig when everybody else is zagging and I'm taking tech. Yeah. I mean, I get that. And look, if it was literally any other team, I would probably, I would probably fade West Virginia, but this is Texas tech. This is a team that beat Stephen F. Austin by six at home. This is a team that like let Texas drop 70 on them. Look, West Texas Tech is is not going to win this game. Um, I, if this line was fourteen, I'd probably consider going Tech. But um, no, I'm I'm going to go with the Mountaineers here um, because a lot of their issues were discipline. A lot of their issues were dumb mistakes. Shout out to the snapper for yeeting that ball like forty yards behind his. Uh, you know, quarterback. So see, that's the problem with West Virginia is they make those stupid plays at the end of the game that keeps them in. So like, I could see that happening. They're just handily beating uh, Texas Tech, and then West Virginia just kind of lets them back in in the fourth. Like uh, they're just—they've been the kings this year of letting people back in the fourth quarter to win games. Yeah, I, I absolutely wouldn't bet this line because of that. But if I had to pick a side, I'm going to go with with uh, West Virginia for sure. So moving on, we got the twenty. 20- when he first ranked Baylor Bears, uh, who who at this, I would like to remind, uh, Ty had them as uh, last in the Big 12 at one point, uh, which is a, a tough go. Um, at uh, the number 19 Oklahoma State Cowboys, Cowboys favored by Tree Fitty, uh, under the, no, probably not under the lights at Boone Pickens. They never get night games. Um, anyways, uh, look, I, I do not like Baylor. They did have a good performance against Iowa State. Had a lot of luck go their way. Um, and I really don't like OSU either. Once again, haven't scored, you know, went scoreless in the second half. Um, but with that being said, I, I don't know. I, I think I've got, I'm going to give it up to Oklahoma State's defense. I think they win a slugfest of a game, get the dub against Baylor. So give me the pokes at home. It, it is, is a, a nice six. Game. It is it's a six o'clock, yeah. Oh, nice. Good, good for them. They deserve another night game. Okay, Blake, who do you got? Yeah, so this line makes absolutely no sense to me because the way I look at it, OSU struggled against an FCS team, struggled against Tulsa. They barely beat Boise, and Boise should have won that game if it wasn't for the rest fault. A fumble six, bad call their way. And then they get a gift on a platter last week when Will Smith or Will Howard, sorry, not Will Smith, Will Howard, goes down with injury in the first quarter, and they had to play K-State's third stringer, and they still kept up within 11. Like, Kansas State, like, had the chance to cover that game the entire time, and it's just because of their horrible quarterback play, which 
I don't blame the third stringer for the fact that he played horrible. He's a third stringer. You know what? She was still allowed him to stay with the cover. And I like, like, I will say, I like Baylor. I've been, I've, I've been on that Gary train. <laughs> Gary Bohannon. I've been on that Gary train. I told y'all last week another time when I zigged when everybody else zagged and it worked out. I told you, Baylor's going to be feisty in this game. Could win it. Won it. In, but the thing I am scared about, the one I will give some criticism, Baylor got, like, all their points in the th- first three drives. It just completely shut down. Like, did not score. Like, they kind of had to rely on luck from there. But, look, this line makes no sense. OSU should not be favored. They are so bad. They are really bad. Like, they are really, really bad. And, like, they keep on winning games. And that's what the problem with this college football season is, is these bad teams are undefeated. It's the same reason why Penn State is the same reason why Oregon. It's the same reason why all these people are occupying the top spots. Because they're undefeated, but they're not good. OSU is not good. They are just not. Give me Baylor. Give me Baylor. I choose good teams. I don't choose bad teams like OSU. Okay, fair enough. Uh, the, the team that barely beat Boko. That's uh, still pretty good. Yeah, the I mean, first game of the year, yeah, Fair enough, fair yeah. enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. They beat a ranked team. No, I know. I'm just – look, I'm just making jabs. Honestly, I think Iowa State is absolute dog water. But anyways, doesn't matter. Um, Blake or, – or sorry, uh, Jameson, who do you got next? Oh, he's rattled. He's rattled. <laughs> I've got in his head. He's rattled. I am struggling because, Blake, you you got me. I, Gary looked decent. He had some zing to his throws. I thought – from what I saw in the past, he I didn't think he had an arm. I didn't think he had accuracy, and he made some good throws. Um, I was honestly surprised. I understand Iowa State's had some hiccups this year, and that game kind of went back and forth and missing the two-point conversion. We could be completely talking about Baylor in a completely different light here. Um, but Oklahoma State's run, run offense is what's putting them out front. And Baylor's run defense did not look the best in that game. If there's one thing to really worry about in Baylor is their run defense did not look that good. I understand they're going against a very good running back in Brees Hall last week. Um, but he was getting what he wanted throughout that game. And if Iowa State would have controlled the tempo from the beginning, it could have been a different game as well. I understand I'm playing a lot of shoulda, woulda, couldas here. Um, but just something to worry about with Oklahoma State's run offense um, last week and the way they played, it just concerns me for Baylor. So I'm going to go OSU minus three and a half here at home. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ty, who do you got? Yeah, I, I, I guess we're kind of split on this one. I personally am also kind of confused as to why Oklahoma State is favored um, in this one. And it, it sort of makes me feel like uh, Vegas has a, a very big sort of brand name influence on on lines uh, because I just I feel like Baylor has a lot more recent – uh, things that are a little bit more impressive. Um, so with that being said, I, I mean, it is in Stillwater, but I, I really feel like Baylor is is the smart take here, especially as, as the underdog. Um, you know, who knows this year with, with college football, but I think this is my first underdog pick of the week. Give me Baylor plus uh, Tree Fitty. Fair enough. I, I think this is a, a game that, rightfully should have people split that's a tough line and you know it's it's, that's you know i i don't think there's a lot of overwhelming confidence in either either side this will be the one for sure that i'll be watching in the evening probably i think it'll be a a competitive one yeah i I could see it being pretty good so moving on we have um a big game pretty nervous about it number six oklahoma at kansas state 
Oh, you favored by ten and a half. Uh, this line came from uh, obviously DraftKings this morning, uh, so things might have shifted since then. Uh, Sooners once again favored by double digits. Uh, Ty, are you? Uh, you mentioned earlier in the podcast about reaching this moment where you're gonna where you're gonna finally pick against OU. Um, is this the time you you, you let old you you, t- uh, you put old Yeller down? Are you gonna put you gonna put a, a poor OU down? Put poor Bobby down and just answer. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Fair enough. I love I love the silence when Bobby's trying to figure out like a metaphor or an analogy, and he's like trying to put it together. Yeah, I take my out. And just I was just him. Like, sit back. Blake, Blake, Blake has me rattled. You guys put him out of his misery. I was just gonna let him keep going for the content. Jesus. Uh, but yes, very easily, very easily, I'm gonna take Kansas State plus ten and a half here. I. We did a whole podcast on well, mostly complaining about West Virginia, but we did a we did a good thirty minutes of content on this OU team, and I am not I I at this point uh, I really feel like we are one in three. Uh, we've essentially lost uh, pretty much every game. So, and and with OU's recent history against against K State, I think very easily I will take uh, Kansas State. Uh, plus ten and a half here. Yeah, at this point, I wonder if this podcast is just an elaborate prank to, you know, make me look like an idiot on camera as much as I can. But that's okay. Um, I'm gonna have yeah. It, before I end mine, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to be burned picking against OU several times in a row before I I jump back on the OU train for sure. Fair so, enough. Yeah, that's a, I don't blame you. I don't blame you, uh, Jameson. Who do you got, Bobby? I've never felt more confident in an OU line in my life. Give me OU minus ten and a half and slam a jam at it. Why? Because OSU beat K State handily by double digits last week. A team that we haven't been that confident in. I understand that they had a good run off run offense, but still. And K State, Will Howard being hurt, third string quarterback. You know, Skyler Thompson in press conference this week. Um, you know, Kleiman says probably not going to play. I understand all the OU fans have been like, I'm not sure if I trust him. That's just because you're scarred from the past two years and you're just nervous. No, I'm pretty sure that his injury was pretty significant, and he probably won't play. And if he does come back, I guarantee you he isn't 100% if the coach is putting that out into the ether. And a not a 100% quarterback that's mobile is great versus a good pass rush. Oklahoma is not at home, and that is going to feel so good for Spencer Rattler. It's going to feel so good for the team. And like I said in our podcast the other day, um, go listen to our OU pre- um, preview where we talk pretty much about how disappointed we are in the fans and OU football team for 45 minutes and then talk about K-State for 10 minutes. Um, you know, like, that's how it be. Everyone wants to listen to the, um, the whole uh, Spencer Rattler benching talk. But seriously, like, we're not at home. And we have a huge, huge chip on our shoulder. We want to come out and we're going to perform hard. We're going to have our foot on the gas the whole time. Are the fans are now the enemy of the OU football team, and that might be a good thing. I love OU minus ten and a half. Okay, very confident. I like it. Um, Blake, who do you James feel on this? 
Jameson's smart man on this, smart man. But I don't, I haven't listened to the Schooner Pod yet about y'all's reaction with the fans and stuff. But look, like I was just a little hat, the lapping horn frog gif just that entire time. When I hear the booze and the we want Caleb, I'm hey, over my chair during the entire time. I was eating it up. I was like a little louder. I wanted to be out there just raising it up because I was loving it. Like that is like. I don't get to see OU lose much, so I got to take my small victories where it are. And that was a victory right there. It's just people just were openly revolting against the quarterback. I love it. I want it to continue. I want Spencer Rattler to be just good enough to keep the starting job that Lincoln Riley keeps him there, but enough that the fans hate him. Like, I love that torture zone because I get a little – it keeps people close <laughs> to OU that something weird could happen, but it also it just makes, like – I just love the fact that he's all Spencer rattled now. He's going to be rattled at every home game. So I like it. I like it. I like it. But look, K-State most likely probably coming out with a third stringer, maybe a second stringer, but I hate Will Howard. I think he's a horrible quarterback. Like, honestly, probably the third stringer gave a better result against OSU than what, like, Will Howard would have given. And when it's all said and done, like, he is a horrible quarterback. Skylar Thompson could come back, eh, but – this is just by you're buying the lowest of low with OU, and I just like this. Like Spencer Rattler, if he doesn't come out here this game and beat them, like it's a win-win for me. Like if Spencer Rattler doesn't cover the spread, it's gonna be like I get those t- Twitter's gonna be all time. Like that's gonna be an all-time Twitter moment. I'm gonna love to see it. OU might be winning, but I still get my small victories. Give me OU, but oh, if they don't cover this, I'll be so excited there watching the game again, seeing on Twitter the booze, the sit Lincoln Riley's not a man, won't actually sit so I'm excited. Oh my god. I, I've I never just... been so excited about OU football in my life. Like, I love, <laughs> I love the situation they're in right now. Like, it, it's just like, it, like, they thought they were going to win the championship. They got to figure out the move to win it, but they don't know. Like, the fans, Lincoln, it's the first kind of everybody's been all on the Lincoln train till this year, and now it's a little. So I love watching this pandemonium. Well, and Blake, I think partially for you, a lot of the enjoyment has been the slow burn because usually it's like everything's going great and then we lose to K-State and then still win everything. This has been like a very slow, murderous, like... It's been awesome that y'all have been barely run. winning games. Like, it's yeah. been awesome. Because you, you, it's just like, it's that you know something's gonna happen, but you don't know what to do about it. That's the best part. Like, it's not like a glaring... It's just like, it's it's everything under the surface is just boiling, and I'm just waiting for it to really just... Oh, like, it's going to be like Mount Vesuvius. It's going to be awesome. Oh, oh my God. It's going to be awesome. Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to get my take on this game. So, I I have two sides to me, the rational and the completely irrational. The irrational is that Will Howard's going to, like, hobble out there like Jake Hayner <laughs> and drop 800 I, yards on us. Uh, no! But... And because I, because I was at both of these games, uh, I'm going back to Manhattan this weekend uh, because my dad has a, a personal vendetta against Kansas State. I think where he uh, he, he desperately he he wants to see us beat K State. Uh, at the same time, I'm worried that we're now bad luck people. Um, so I'm I'm a little skittish. But on the other end, look, they can't throw the football whatsoever. Deuce Vaughn, while he is a good back. Uh, Oklahoma State absolutely shut him down last Saturday. Um, 
And then, you know, for all of OU's faults, you know, they shut down, I believe, a much better back in Letty Brown last Saturday. So you have a team that's even more one-dimensional than West Virginia was. And, you know, frankly, just not, I, I don't know, this, the position they're in right now is not great. So unless Skylar Thompson hobbles out there Jake Hayner style and murders us, which is a possibility, I, I still distinctly okay. think that might happen. I think Jake Hayner came out, like, all hobbled in the first place. He was hobbled the last, like, four plays of the game, Bobby. Exactly. Okay? Yeah, this but... Not, yeah. That, yeah, they, I'm, look, I'm just saying, like, that last drive Jake Hayner, like, w- would be the greatest, was the greatest quarterback of all time. I'm just saying. Uh, anyways, yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, he's going to, like, parachute down. It's going to be awful. Um, but that being said, I, I think realistically... OU gets this 10.5-point cover. Things just seem almost, like, so bad that this is the moment they turn. If they don't turn here, then, um, folks, we, we it just continues to be a disaster because Texas is coming, and they are they're looking... They're, I, I think the Texas team that we've seen the past couple weeks um, is the real deal and not the Texas team that we saw in Arkansas. So, I, I mean, I... Either way, be be worried about Red River, but um, I think this weekend uh, OU gets a, a comfy cover here. So we'll see how it pans out. But let's move on to the wild card pick. We have been going out for a while. Um, I'll start us out. So just taking a look at this, the ACC is just a total mess right now. But – I think there's one team who I can point to and say, I think I love you the most. I think you're going to maybe make a run. I, I, in fact, you know, if, you know, if the Orange Bowl was actually a New Year's Six Bowl, they would be in the Orange Bowl, but they won't. So writing into my heart, like, like usual, back, coming back to me, it's my guys, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. They've looked fantastic, and they have a six-and-a-half-point cover against Louisville. They're 4-0. Just absolutely rolling through the competition so far. Uh, got a big uh, scrappy dog win against UVA. Uh, beat down Wake Forest. And look, I, I get that they haven't played like a great slate so far, but I really do not like Louisville. Um, so give me the Demon Deacons to get a win here and continue their slow ride to the uh, ACC championship. Blake? Bobby's love for Wake Forest goes back to a miracle money line bet he won of like plus nine it was like plus nineteen and a half underdogs and he picked them to win. And then Bobby rides on like every game after that and it's like lost like twenty cents. I I like it. I like it, but I just love Bobby's undying love for Wake Forest. Like that's a sh- he is taking that ship to the highest of highs and taking it to the depths of the ocean. Little Davy Jones locker just <laughs> popping up every once in a while, but since Bobby stole my uh, wildcard pick without giving us notice, and I had to kind of do this uh, on the side, I'm taking the UNLV Rebels, baby! Oh, no. Look, my, my win total for them is totally screwed. It got totally screwed when they lost to Eastern Washington. But, look, this team is the scrappy dogs of 2021. They've been covering these ridiculous point spreads. They... Didn't do it against Iowa State, but against a ranked ASU team, ASU team covered the spread. Against a ranked Fresno State team last week, only lost by eight. 
this team is weird. Doug Brumfeld feels when I watched him that Eastern Washington game put on the best quarterback performance that did not show up on the stat sheet and did not show up in the win column. Like the man looked awesome, but they sucked. Like they sucked that entire game. And I just didn't understand why, but I love the Rebels. I need maybe plus 21 versus my UTSA Roadrunners, my other team, my favorite to win the Conference USA. I got to back them here. See, Conference, I've told you all, told you all at the beginning of the season, UTSA was going to be very good, has beat Memphis, has beat, uh, has beat Illinois. They've beaten two, I guess, power six teams since the American is still together. So, that's a feather in their cap, but I just need I need the Rebels. I need the Rebels to cover, and it would be really nice if they would win because my over one and a half wins for Tate Martell's UNLV Rebels is not looking good. When you have zero wins going into conference play and your conference is actually pretty decent this year, it's it's I'm in dire straits. I'm I'm begging. I'm begging at this point. Yeah, that 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 they they should have won last week too. Uh, I know staying up up late on that one for uh, at uh, CBS Sports Network, but anyways. <laughs> What? Like, uh, look, I'm just I'm tired at this point. I'm under the weather. Jameson, who's your pick? This is, okay, this has been Bobby's acting like we've been on here for like five hours. It's been an hour. Like we've had Man. definitely longer. And no, I, all, oh, we've been here for no six hours. I'm so tired. This I'm not mad at you. Too long. No, my my allergies Maybe are awful should... right now, man. It's 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 been tough. It's I'm I'm melting because the OG and E smart hours are set to insane times. And I keep melting. I don't like it. I'm sorry, That's, folks. Hey, smart hours is a full play, man. I went through that when trying to pick an electric package. You got to go just stable rate constantly. That's how yep. they screw you. That's how they screw you. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, sorry, OG&E. Uh, I guess we just ruined our sponsorship with y'all, but that's okay. Uh, Jameson, who do you got? I believe Ty was laughing at me um, because what I sent in our group text. Yeah, no, Jameson and I were laughing about a text and then we just <laughs> turned <laughs> on each other. The, so, so to, to our listeners, I sent Ty's meme that he sent a while back um, of Bugs Bunny with the uh, with the nice pistol uh, saying, Lord, forgive me, but it's time to go back to the old me. And let me tell you something. I, I was going to pick Michigan. Yes, yes, I, yes, I was yes. going to pick Michigan. And <laughs> I'm really proud of myself. This podcast is a pick em podcast. I didn't speak about my ex-lover. I'm not going to be naming them, but I did not name them in this podcast. And we did really good. Not to name that team down south. Um, Bobby did. Bobby literally did when we were talking about Baylor. Oh, I did. Oh, yeah. my God, he did. Yep, yep, I oh, did. See? Oh, see, I had already blocked that out, and I, I was in a hurt. So, well, once my, the seal's been broken. My old That's when love. I rattled Bobby. That's when I rattled Bobby. <laughs> he really got in his head. That's why he's thinking it's like 2 a.m. We're recording this. On a, <laughs> Man, I, I got on the a sweats. Thursday night. All right, so So I'm flustered. I lost my wild card pick. Um, What was I going to do? So I'm just looking, and all of a sudden I see this line appear on my my computer screen, but we didn't pick it, and it's Kansas versus Iowa State. (laughs) (laughs) The beam is back. I'm like straight up Big 12 game. I'm like, Wow. I would love, love, love to be picking this game. I just feel (laughs) empty if I don't get to follow the Bean Man for one week. It wouldn't make any sense. 
Like, I do actually enjoy it, Blake, looking to see how well the Bean Man Stop. is doing. Because... No, he's not doing well. He literally did well for kind of one game, and they didn't cover the spread. Stop putting the Bean Man on the slate. Stop. So, so, so the Bean Man... Good. So the Bean Man, let me tell you something. He was putting up the as best of a fight he could versus Duke. There was for about three quarters of that game, I thought the Bean Man was gonna cover it. And Duke kinda irked it out in the last half of that fourth quarter. And you know, Kansas didn't cover. But here here's the deal. Wait, I was about to ask, they didn't cover? No, no they didn't cover. Oh stop, stop. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Kansas blew the cover. They uh, hired the Bean Man with his career games not covering. Don't do it. But, but in classic Jameson switch, I am picking Iowa State minus thirty-four. I get to pay attention to the Bean Man stats at the same time. I get to see Iowa State easily cover this spread. I used to be a man of the bean, and I've learned that, oh, you had a lot of FOMO. You wish you were a man of the bean, but it never, ever has worked out for the rest of the season. I understand, Blake. You don't think the bean man is that good, but he's entertainment. Give me Iowa State minus 34. You have forsaken the bean. The bean man's going to cover now. (laughs) (laughs) And so be it. You try to zigzag your teams that were formerly your own, and you can never, you're always one step behind. Stop zigzagging your team. Oh my god. We except haven't for, held except for Boko. That, he got off on, on the boat, like off of Boko right before they lost to Incarnate Word. So. I have not held a funeral yet for the Bean Man. He's still alive. I can hear him, I can hear him rolling. He's smelling like Creed and his lima beans in the cabinet. <laughs> oh my god. This has been a, a legendary wild card run here. Um, okay, Ty, who do you got? Oh my goodness. Okay, so uh, <laughs> were you gonna do the I same have, thing? Uh, I don't know. Blake just said he went super low def. So I have I have a team much like uh, Jameson's Texas State and and the Bean that I am known to be just a true fan of, uh, who I don't think has ever not even once been a successful pick for me whenever I've picked them. So I've learned my lesson. I've learned my lesson (laughs) that just because I follow a team does not mean that I have to pick with that team. So that leads me to this week's wildcard pick, which is one of my first wildcard picks uh, of the season. I think that's an actual smart move. And that is the Navy midshipman playing UCF. Oh Oh, dear God. No, listen, listen, okay? I, I just talked about how I've learned that I don't have to pick Navy just because I follow the team. Navy has been abysmal this year. They are 0-3 currently. They have disappointed against Marshall, against Air Force, and they played not that bad against Houston, but it's Houston, so who knows. UCF, I think, is a much more consistent team, and they are favored by 16. It's not necessarily a vote of confidence for the two and one UCF Knights who have lost to Louisville. Um, and but don't UCF have their starting quarterback. Yeah, but okay. It's you. I don't think you understand the depths that Navy is at. This, this is you are doing a Jameson. You're zigzagging your team. <laughs> no, 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 no. against Navy. No, Navy is abysmal this year. Consistently abysmal. So. Give me UCF minus sixteen here. Uh, I think it is. A, I think it's a good move. Oh my gosh! Okay, there we go. The, the yeah, midshipmen. Every, I, 
Everyone, please tune in next week to the picks to see if the Bean Man will be holding a funeral <laughs> or we have risen from the ashes. And I will now, the, the rest of my season is completely dependent on this game. How can you rise you're from the ashes if you're not dead yet? So, Jameson, you're hedging. You either get win or the Bean Man rises and you get that enjoyment. This is an emotional hedge. So is Ty's. Ty's is kind of an emotional mine hedge. Mine is not an emotional mine, hedge. Mine is, Ty's is not really an emotional believe. hedge. I, I believe Iowa State will cover this spread. But if the Bean Man comes out and puts on a show, I'm going to be entertained. That is obviously a, a, a side benefit, but I'm not doing it for the sake of the hedge. I, I, I mean, I love the Bean either way. I, best world would be the Bean Man throws five touchdowns, but they still don't cover. Oh my God! I might throw in. I might throw in a fade tie in Jameson parlay this week. A Navy cover, a KU cover, and then whatever the boat. I'm telling you, not throw that on Navy to do anything for you this year. Y'all keep on zagging when you should be zigging with your teams. Like you keep on, you're you're either way behind or way ahead. So I'm I'm putting in that parlay right now. I'm putting in the anti-Jameson tie, (laughs) anti-zigzag parlay. Oh, Which they should like I, I don't think you I don't think you understand that Navy is averaging something like eight points a game this year. They are bad, bad. They weren't UCF wasn't good, good with Taylor. No, Gabriel, no, no, no. But Navy Gabriel, is bad. whatever his name is, and he's not even there anymore. Navy oh, is like God. UConn. Navy is like UConn, no, except they've okay, been no. Years. UConn, UConn is 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 a different level of pathetic. Their their coach yeah, tried no, to resist. They only lost up. by eight. They only lost by eight to Houston. Let me pull up the team stats. Navy's okay. averaging. <laughs> yeah, Navy is bad, bad. Oh my gosh! They literally lost by eight last week. They're averaging. I think Houston's bad though. I think Houston is really bad though. Um, But all right, all right, folks. Uh, We could go on all night about about this, but uh, yeah, it's been 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 a fun podcast, everyone. Uh, Definitely love you know getting y'all's takes. The wild card's always fun, Uh, and um, uh, apologies to the Bean Man that he didn't get his time in the the sun. Uh, Next week, we'll make sure to put him back on the slate. Uh, But anyways. Thank you all so much for listening. Uh, make sure to check out uh, the YouTube version of this for all the visual gags you may have missed, uh, such as Blake's or, or sorry, uh, Ty's wonderful little hedgehog drawing there. Um, and it just it just adds a little bit. Plus, a lot of our other great content, like the schooner simulation, football feast, all that other good stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure to like and subscribe. So um, yeah, so for me, Jameson, Blake, and Ty. This has been The Weekend Spread. We'll see you next time. Good luck out there.